Hello, everybody, and welcome to the relaunch of Picture Perfect. I am your host, Bobby Gross, and I'm so glad that you guys clicked on this video. You downloaded the podcast episode. I'm so happy to have you here. Thrilled to bring the show back. Um, you know, we went for six, eight episodes, something like that, a couple years ago, and you know, we just couldn't find the time to get this right. I want to make this right for you, and. We're taking a different direction here. It's just going to be me, but every week we're going to have guests. Um, I'm going to bring on as many people as I can, different backgrounds, um, different kinds of voices that you guys would enjoy. And for this episode, this first one right here, we are going to be reviewing Cruella and A Quiet Place Part 2. Before we get into that, I uh, just want to plug the show. You can find us on YouTube, Picture Perfect, Twitter, Pick Perfect Cast. Um, follow us on there, get all the updates uh, for the show's guest announcements. I actually have a huge guest announcement at the end of the show, so you're going to make want to make sure that you uh, stay tuned. But for the first show, I got a good one here. Uh, he's a buddy of mine for years and years. Uh, you might know him as Nightmare 10. It's my buddy, Philip Griffith. There he is. What is going on, Phil? Bobby, I'm so glad that you're relaunching this. This is awesome. I listened to, uh, I think I actually listened to two of them while I was at work, back when we could do it. Now we can't, but um, that was that was always a good listen. So I'm glad to be on the show. Thanks for having me. And I just want to say, um, I'm going to try to get the animal, Mike Batista, on as much as possible. That was my original co-host on the oh, show. He, he's just a busy guy. He's a busy guy. He's doing... Um, some journalist stuff for the New York Red Bulls. Uh, he's a big soccer guy, um, and he, he just has a lot of commitments going on. So, but when he's available, I'm going to bring him on because uh, sure. he's a uh, he's he's a character. I'm sure you know Phil. Oh yeah, uh, from that listening to those episodes, he he's a character. He was great. But uh, how how you doing, man? How's everything? How uh, how have you handled this crazy crazy? almost a year and a half now like it's Dude, it, been unbelievable it's just great to finally see kind of like the horizon like no one really knew like it just it, and i knew like once we started getting back it was going to just ha- kind of happen and that's kind of what's happened like one day it's just like okay everybody if you're vaccinated you're good I'm like all right um so i got vaccinated and all that's like you know it's like you know which it still worries me because there's people you know now you can't ask so there's yeah that involved in it as well but not to get into you know all that but um but for it's, movies in general, it's like, right? You know, he was like, I had no, like, I really felt like I got into the like the whole like any movie that was nominated Oscars. I pretty much knew like there was a few that would surprise me in in the end. And it's like, but I knew I heard about the buzz like me, you, Marquine. Like there was like I was we were always t- talking movies. And then like one, I loved going to the movies, even if it was a crappy movie. I'd go see like if there's nothing playing, I'd find something, you know. And it's like to not go like the last movie I saw was Doctor Doolittle. Uh, oh wow, that was the what? Last <laughs> <laughs> what a one to go out on jeez well, right that's the thing it's like okay it, it, I mean, it wasn't terrible it was like whatever go you know go to see the movie but like for that to end and i don't get to see another one again i'm like <laughs> and then yeah part two was the last i was oh man and we'll get to that whole experience but like just being back in the movies was just oh, that was like okay best. now things are coming back you know it's absolutely the best and actually my last movie was onward and it was the opening weekend, and I'm pretty sure it was the following Monday or Tuesdays when everything started shutting down. Um, so, and then that's when like it immediately went up on Disney Plus, 
that's what I remember. And then before that was like invisible around that time was invisible, uh, invisible man as well. I don't know if you saw that one, Phil, but that was like, I saw it on your list and I, uh, I keep telling myself, oh, great one. It's a that, great so. one. But Especially yeah, man, like, I'm like, wow, okay, all right. <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, the, the, these past weekend uh, movies, that wasn't my first time. It was actually the weekend before I saw Wrath of Man uh, in the theaters. And, like, it was just so special, man. Like, the, you don't know what you have until it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. And to have that, like, theater experience taken away for more than a year, it was brutal because, I mean, I don't. I don't mind watching movies at home. It's just not the same, like being around people and having that kind of community energy in, in the in the theater. There's nothing like it, and I'm sure. It, it almost you know. like I guess maybe I'm old school in it, like, but like watching it, like I, I mean, obviously I stream a bunch of stuff, and we'll get into all like what I've been streaming lately. But like, it just doesn't seem big budget unless you see it in the theater. Like, it seems still like under. I mean, obviously they make the you know they spend the same amount of money making these movies, but like it just doesn't seem the same effect. It's like. You know, it's like uh, what was a, there was a big one uh, not too long ago that it's like oh, I want to see this in theaters. Why well, am I watching it at home? Yeah, uh, like, Godzilla versus Kong. Kong. Yeah, versus Kong, which I think it was in some theaters, but it, I, yeah, I don't think, uh, it wasn't just wasn't time. I don't know if ours was open yet. I don't think it was, but um, so it's like that, like a movie like that. It's like I don't want to watch this at home, and it so, like it hurt like how I viewed it because it's like well, like I'm yeah. sitting, I mean, yeah, we have great entertainment systems at home now, but just wasn't the same effect like that was a movie like yeah i'm ready to see it in theaters and i thought that would be the first one back and then it wasn't and it's like and then you yeah. get like the whole, another issue like you'd hear all these movies like potentially in quiet places part two is a big example of that but like you see, hear all these movies about to come out and you're like okay when are they going to come out and then you hear the date and then that changed and then it's like well then you just started not even caring about when they came out because you never knew when they were going to come out I think that was the roughest part of last year because like, it it was always like, here's something. And then it was taken away, right? Like all these yeah. movies were given three or four different release dates and it's extremely cathartic that now like movies are open. Society seems to be opening up and like, we're able to finally get all of these movies. And I think, uh, Phil, that this is why it's the perfect time to relaunch the, the show oh, yeah. because there's so much backlog like it, I was just, you know, scheduling out everything the uh, the other week, and it's just every week it seems like there's a huge movie because I mean we have all of last year's movies that were delayed, we have this year's movies. It's going to be so much fun doing the show, and I'm so happy that you're here, Phil, for the first uh, relaunch episode. And what I was thinking, you know, we're we're going to be tinkering around with the format of the show. I would love to hear your guys' um, thoughts about everything. If you have any ideas, please feel free to send them over. Um, but what I was thinking for this first episode, maybe just uh, picking a couple of things that we can both discuss that we've watched recently. Um, and, you know, because right now there's just so much, even though, like, we were inside for so long. It just meant like more streaming content yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Now we have theaters, but there's just been so much stuff on Netflix, HBO Max. So, Phil, I want to know what you've been watching. So uh, we were talking a little bit before the show, but like uh, my sister, I've been sharing her HBO Max and I've loved that. Like they've got some good series on there. So I, I watched the Nevers on there. Um, I'm not sure. It's only six episodes. I think that's I the Joss Whedon show, right? Yeah, I think he was involved for it, and then he all the stuff came it. out, and then he got kicked off. Yeah, I think it was he got kicked off of that. And there's someone I think I don't remember the name of the person that's uh, uh, in charge of it now, but I'm 
that kind of worries me too, because like you have someone that has a certain vision and then if they, you know, do a whole turn, it's like I've witnessed that so too many times. It doesn't always yeah. go well. Um, it's, it's always good to have one creative vision, especially on television shows. Like television shows, if they're, you know, 10, 13, 20 something episodes, if you don't have one direction there, it could go off the rails easily. It's one of the things that like I've, I mean, I guess no one will ever know, but it's like, even though I'm like less critical and I actually enjoy most of, most of the, uh, of the new trilogy of star Wars. That was one of my biggest thing. I'm like, it's, it's, you can't really blame, like it's like you blame Disney because they should yeah. have one person for each three, but that's like a prime example of like what people that think that the story doesn't go to go well. Yeah. It's like, well, that's because they didn't like, they didn't have, they have one. They, the plan was to have three different directors. Uh, it worked out the two of like one got to do two of them, but. And it's funny because JJ just came out this past week talking about this. He said that he didn't want to even do the first one, um, but he did it. And then he left for the second one and then practically like had to be begged into the third one. So, yeah, I mean, definitely for I mean, that's a great point, Phil. The, the newest Star Wars movies definitely needed that one creative vision to get those on track because it's just very mixed results. Yeah, and that's why I get in the concert. Like I get a lot of it. I think, you know, I got a lot of, you know, because I enjoyed it, but we're going to go off on Star Wars. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, no, but it's Please, like, just I, not The Last Jedi. I cannot talk about The Last Jedi anymore. I don't think anybody can. We don't have enough time for that. <laughs> but uh, I just for the record, I did love that movie, but um, I get the disdain for it. I understand, like, it's not, you know, for everybody. But anyways, but yeah, it's like, so like what I was getting at, going back to the Nevers, it's like, you know, so hopefully that doesn't hurt it. It's different, definitely like kind of one of those, like, which a lot of shows are like the nevers is like, you kind of have to like understand what the show's about first, like kind of start watching it. And then like, then you're like, Oh, okay. And then, well then it, towards the end, it was kind of like, they threw like not a curveball. You could kind of see that coming, but it was like, it was just something that I was like, Oh, this is where it's going. I'm not sure. I'll, you know, just right, right when you finally get it, it's like, you're like, Oh, now I have to follow this. But um, another good one is uh, mayor of East. We talked about this too uh, before the show, but Mary, Mary, I can't say it. Mayor of East town. Mayor um, of Easttown, because everybody yeah. thought it was mayor. No, yeah. mayor like Marianne of yeah. Easttown. Of Easttown. Um, Kate Winslet is amazing. I, I think she I think she sells that show even when it's not the best, as we as you probably can agree. Like there's moments where it's kind of like whatever, but she sells it um, and keeps it going. It's a good show. I haven't watched the finale yet, so for anyone that comments and, and be like, "Well, wait," you know, blah blah blah. blah. Sorry, we didn't. Neither of us have seen the finale. I think you started it, but um, uh, so that's a good one too. Nope, I can't hear you anymore, Bobby. There we go. Are we good? <laughs> there, there's this little button here. I got a little convenient yeah, mute button right. here. Yeah. It just gets a little stuck. But yeah, the, the finale, I started it. Haven't finished. I will say that um, it's kind of your typical HBO murder mystery kind of show. It's very similar to what I felt about um, Sharp Objects. I don't know if you saw that one, Phil, a couple years ago. Yeah, with Amy Adams, like it's kind of like that. It's it's very you know, it's it's prestige and kind of wears out wears out its welcome, but it's still really good. Like everybody's good in the show. So yeah. yeah, I'll say this: I think it's gonna be better once all the episodes are out and people start watching it all together. I think it wasn't the greatest like week to week thing like tw- towards yeah. the end yeah then you were ready ready for the next episode like you know after the last episode i'm like was really excited for the finale i haven't watched it yet but um but i think like now that it's out i think it'll be more like appreciated for what it's you know as a whole uh, and i like limited series too because i think a lot of times things get run to the ground uh and you know that 
So I yeah. think that it's good when you have limited, it's like, uh, not all of them, I, uh, but tr- some of the, I think I saw season one and three of uh, True Detective is a good example. I mm. like the, just one season things and, 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 uh, well, that was the same thing with Big Little Lies. Like Big Little Lies season one, that was meant to be a limited series, but then it was just so popular, got all these awards, it got so much recognition that they came back for season two, and the results just weren't there. Like it just wasn't a good show anymore. So hopefully, I mean, listen, Mayor, I, I like Big Little Lies more than Mayor of East Town, but at the same time, I don't want to. I still don't want to see it come back for a second season like they they're telling the story one season that's all you need and i think that's the thing that kind of irritates me now i mean i guess it's always been a thing but like money kind of drives so like if something makes money like they decide they have to make another one or they have to remake it because it's going to make money disney's in the zone of that like yeah i'm gonna watch them because i love disney but like especially with the one of the movies that we're going to talk about today but like i actually because i was going to see this movie like i was like i saw an ad or something about it uh, or an article on IGN or whatever, like I was listing like all the ones that they plan on making. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even know they were doing all these. And I'm like, it's all already in pro- or have started production. And I'm like, good Lord, they're going to make money. So I totally get it from Disney's perspective, but yeah. it's kind of like you worried that it's going to saturate the market. Like I think Marvel has been protective of what they do. Um, uh, it's, you know, it's, that's the only thing I'm worried about with Disney plus. I feel like now that there's so many series coming out, which I think you can get away with a little bit more than movies. Um, but like, I just hope they don't saturate the market. Like that's, yeah. that's what kind of people just don't care anymore. Cause everything like Marvel special, because there's not a movie coming out every month, you know, or, or every year. Uh, it's, I mean, it's close to every month this year though, Phil. I mean, be, is, between yeah. the shows and the movies, like it's constant. Yeah. It's so, constant. So, that's, that's why I said that can be saturated because then you, there's some things that people aren't going to watch. Like they're going to, now you're going to have to pick what you watch because it's like, well, they're overlapping and there's, you know, there's so many different shows and. Um, but I think it works a little bit with shows versus movies because it's like, you know, you, you got to have time to build up the antip- anticipation, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking so. of Disney Plus, I'm glad you brought that up, Phil, because what I've been watching and just finished watching, I don't know if you have, uh, but the Mighty Ducks Game Changer show on I Disney Plus. I haven't, I haven't finished it, but I've heard good things. No spoilers here. No spoilers. <laughs> All fun. I'll say is that this show is phenomenal. Like, I I mean, it just came out of nowhere. Like, you know, there was, I heard everything like, oh, they're going to make a Mighty Duck show. But, you know, Emilio Estevez is coming back. Some of the kids are coming back. But what what is the show going to be, right? And, like, almost from the jump, I, I loved it. Like, it's just an, a super, it's the same concept as, you know, the movies. It's a, it's an underdog story. Um, it's got great kid performances. Um, the one main kid is also he was in Good Boys. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't remember his name, but he he's really good in this. Um, the daughter in Succession is in the show as well. I don't know if the ah, I forget her name. Yeah. But yeah. um, there's okay. And then Lauren Graham from you know Gilmore Girls is the the mom, and it's just like a super heartfelt show. Um, I've compared it to like Ted Lasso in that way. Like at the end of every episode, Great you just show, by the way, I started, I watched phenomenal that. show, phenomenal show, amazing show. I'm so glad that's getting on season two coming soon. Very excited yeah. about that. You have that, um, that was, that was one I actually forgot. I should, yes, Ted, uh, Ted Lasso, Lasso. recommended them. highly so, recommend yeah. that show. Yeah. So if you like Ted Lasso, you're going to like the mighty ducks game changers oh. because it's the same kind of feel you feel warm inside after every episode. It's just, you know, I mean, it's it's cliched, 
right? We've we've right. seen this story before, but it's the way, it's the tenderness that it's given, and just these character moments are just so good. I I, I gotta say, Phil, um, I I would go as far as to say that the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. I enjoyed it more than both of the MCU shows from this year, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. I've, I've like, heard that. I've heard a lot of people liked it more than – and when, I was not a, that big of a fan. Maybe I just don't know the source material most. I was not that much of a fan of Winter Soldier. It didn't do much for me. Yeah, um, same. It was just something to watch. You know, it's like, you know, so I, you know, but um, I, WandaVision got good at the end. Um, but, like, one thing I like about it is that I was thinking while you were talking was that – it kind of like it's good to have something like Game Changers, even though I've only seen a couple of episodes. It's good to have stuff like that and Ted Lasso because we're all we all like like it's, they're all looking for the next big drama, the next Game of Thrones, the next like exactly. a lot of them are like deep things that are like if you only have one season of you, you're not really gonna feel that same feeling till like deep into the series, and so it's gonna take a while. Whereas it's good to have those where you can instantly you don't really have to like. I'm not saying you don't have to think, but I was like, you know, you get to just, it's yeah. like something, you know, and it's good that Disney plus is one that is doing that because it's, um, it's needed in the market when you have, you know, things that aren't, you know, yeah, there's, there's so many like cynical shows out there and this is the complete opposite. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not going to spoil any, any part of the show. I will say that I loved what they did with Bombay, uh, coming back into the fold. I love that. Um, the, they honor the original trilogy so well. It never feels like fan service. I feel like it just comes natural, especially when it comes to Bombay making certain decisions. It, it makes sense from his perspective. I I cannot recommend Mighty Ducks Game Changers any higher. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure there's another show, Phil. I don't know if you've heard about this one with John Stamos called Big Shot. Um, this oh, one yeah. is like I didn't a, think that was a movie or a show. I saw it on Disney Plus when I was in there, but yeah, yeah. I've, I've, from what I've heard, it's very similar to Game Changers. It's like a, a girls' basketball team. John Stamos coaches the girls' basketball team, right. I think. So I might give that one a shot eventually. Um, just because like Game Changers, I mean, if it's being compared to Game Changers, I'll probably watch it. But yeah, man, big, big, big shout out to Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Cannot wait for season two, especially where they leave it. Um, Phil, you got to catch up. That might be next after um, I finish uh, the finale of uh, Mayor. That that might be next because I'm looking for something to watch too. So, anybody who watching, listening that uh, really likes the Mighty Ducks movies, like you're gonna love this show, no doubt about it. And then the second thing I've been watching, I did watch. I don't know if you've seen this one either, Phil. Um, from last week, I think it was dropped on Netflix. Army of the Dead. Yes. Um, the Great. Zack Snyder movie. Uh, interesting that this is coming out so shortly after the Snyder cut, which I'm sure is purposeful. Like, you know, there's there was buzz for that cut for so long and it dropped. And I don't think from that from what I was reading, it was as big of a um hit as HBO expected. I mean, it did well, but it wasn't like you know, one of these things that drove so many subscribers to the streaming service. But uh, I like I haven't even finished it because I just can't. Get through. It's so freaking long, and it's like I don't just forget. To, I always forget to go back to it. I need to finish it. I did, I think I'm like quarter of the way through or something. I don't remember. But. And it's funny too because I really, really liked the ultimate cut of Batman v Superman. Like I hated the original theatrical cut, but the extended cut of Snyder put out of BVS 
was really good. Like it changes so many things for the best. Like it because there, I I think this is just a Warner Brothers issue for whatever reason, you know. And I and I understand that you can't run a three hour, four hour movie yeah. in theaters. Like you're just not going to make money that way. They're making, but, they're making movies for the casuals. That's the problem. Like, so like the ones that the extended cut is there for, for guys like us that are like wanting to watch what a, the true movie should be, but we can't, you know, they can't release that because yeah, money. And I think that was the, the case with the Snyder cut. It was like all of everybody who wanted to watch the Snyder cut watched it. It was just a matter of hooking that casual viewer in. I don't think that happened. Just, I mean, just with the runtime alone, it was a four-hour movie. It was ridiculous. I think, um, I think the easy way to solve that, Bobby, is I don't know why they didn't release it in parts. Like they could release all the parts. They the they were going to do but, it. They were going to break it up into a mini series, and then at, at one point, I don't know who said no, but it just went into a four-hour cut. And I know people that watched it as a mini series anyway. Like they would watch an hour of it. We're watch so another one. I just haven't gone back to where I've yeah. So yeah, like, and there's chapters. Mark, and they're like, oh, I don't, you know. Which I and there's know. there's chapters in in the the cut too, so it's very easy to is, like yeah. chop it up like that. Um, but then we have Army of the Dead, and I I I'll just say this: I liked it. Like it's 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 a good movie. I know that most people didn't like it. Uh, I, I totally understand why because it's the same problem that most Zack Snyder cuts have and it's super long it's like two what was it like two hours 20 minutes something like that way too long for this movie Army of the Dead did not need to be that long there's there some there's some dead weight they could have cut for sure. uh, it's but I will say this um it's definitely a return to form for Snyder as far as um kind of style wise like it's more in line with his non-comic book stuff than with BVS, it has more in common with, let's say, 300 or Dawn of the Dead than it has in common with Snyder Cut or Man of Steel or anything like that, because there was like a lightness to it. It, it was serious, you know, what they were doing, you know, they, it took itself sometimes too seriously, but there was a lightness to it. And I really like Dave Batista in the movie. He was great. Oh, he um, sold for me. Like, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I assume I can, uh, I can, I can, uh, Bows for a, several. I don't know if that's like the majority, but like if he hadn't been in that movie, I probably wouldn't have rushed to watch it. Like, yeah, I may eventually I would have watched it because it's Snyder, but like that sold me. I'm like, oh, Dave's in a zombie movie. I'm down. Let's yeah, go. he like, he was the biggest name in that movie by far too. Like, it's a lot of um lesser known actors and I actresses. Wanna, uh, I forgot his last name, but Theo uh, from Sons of Anarchy. That's the only. One oh, Theo Rossi. Theo Rossi, James, I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. From that's exactly why. I, I, as soon as he came on the screen, I was like, oh god. Yeah. Dude from Sons of Anarchy, where have you he's been for great. like five years? Yeah, I don't know why he's not in more. He's so he's so good at what he does. Yeah, but uh, so I, I liked it. I, what, what did you think, Phil, of uh, of Army of the Dead? I thought it was good. I mean, I th it was a great. Like, I don't know if it would be like okay if I went to the movies, I might have been like more critical of it. But like seeing it at home, like I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was good for Netflix. I mean, it was yeah. fun. Like it had its moments. Like you said, it was too long. It had its like drawn out moments. Um, the and, end and was. It, if it actually it actually ran in Cinemark for a week, I think. Like I, right see, yeah. I saw someone say it did, yeah. And it, and it was the week before it dropped on Netflix, which was even more interesting. Like I would understand if it was the week that it dropped that Friday, but it actually ran before, which maybe it was just to generate buzz. I'm not sure, but it, I think it could have been kind of cool to see on the big screen. Yeah. 
Um, but it's, honestly, for someone too, like that's just like over zombies. Like I think it's just been like in games. Yeah, it's just what more can you really do? Um, which is one of the reasons why I like Quiet Place because it kind of makes a new spin on the whole end of the uh, apocalypse stuff. But like, yeah, like I just you know, it's like so to, to still, for me to still like it, I was like, there was enough in it that made it. You know, like I said, I don't know if I feel that way if Batista's not in it, so I'll, I'll admit yeah. that. But it was good it's, for what it was, you know. It started off super well. I think it kind of lost itself actually kind of during the heist. Like, I didn't really like the heist aspect of it. Everything building up to it was really good. And then it just kind of dragged for a while there. But I still I still really liked it. Like, Ting Nataro is CGI'd into the movie, which is insane. And she was like my, my she was my like favorite character in the movie besides Batista. Like he she was so good in it as the like Is getaway the pilot, pilot, I guess. Oh, the pilot, yeah, yeah. She was so uh, in that? Yeah. So wow, I didn't even I wouldn't even known that. That's crazy. It, I think it's one of those things like if you knew if you knew that going in, you could see it, but if you didn't, right. you had no clue. Yeah, they because didn't originally it was a Christelia. Christelia the comedian that like got in trouble for like talking to those underage girls. So it, they kind of did a, all the money in the world situation where they took him out and replaced him with Tignataro. But the, the film was entirely shot already. So they didn't reshoot anything. All they did was digitally insert her into the scenes that were shot and took Chris out, which is just insane. Like the technology that we have these days. That makes me love it a little more now. <laughs> like, I'm like, like wow, how crazy is that? Not knowing I, that going in, yeah. Like, I like, no, obviously you could probably see it, but like if I, I was watching, I probably see it. I respect the hell out of Zack Snyder to make that decision too, because some some people would just like leave them in. The film is what it is, but to and that probably cost a good amount for Netflix. Although I don't know if they really care about budgets anymore, because there it's just like. Um, but yeah, I, I would recommend Army of the Dead. It's not great. It's like a Saturday night watch. Um, get get some popcorn. Don't think about it too much. There's some really stupid things in it, some really cool things. I would say it's kind of as far as like Snyder Cut and Army of the Dead from this year. I think the highs in Snyder Cut were better than the highs in Army of the Dead, but they're kind of equally good, but there the fat needed to be trimmed a little bit more not to get negative but i did uh i just thought about another movie while we talked about this that i watched recently and i was like trying i had to fight through it and i love gerard butler but like and he like he's like one of i guess you could say my man crushes in in acting but uh greenland i didn't i don't know if you watched that but i I actually heard pretty good things about that like surprisingly good things about greenland i'm not saying it was terrible it's like it wasn't terrible and it wasn't even bad i wouldn't even say it was bad necessarily it just wasn't just it didn't really yeah. do anything for me and it's just like i don't know maybe that night sometimes it's when you watch the movie sometimes it's it, it has you're just in of, like a, a wrong mindset to yeah, watch like it, it and then yeah, yeah. So it, that could be it too so don't like i'm not saying go definitely check it out it's not terrible so it's like if you have need something to watch it's on hbo max for anyone that was wondering but um it's just not it was i was just i was kind of expecting a little more maybe i have too much high hopes for <laughs> butler but um, maybe maybe you probably just expected one movie and you got another right yeah, like I, maybe I, that I, could have been it yeah i expect a lot uh or, or something i don't know but yeah it was just it was just kind of like 
slow, more of a slow roll than I, I guess I expected. I thought it was it'd be more like, you know, yeah, well, that that's what we've been watching, guys. So if you enjoyed that segment, let us know. Um, I'm again, I'm open to different segments that everyone would uh, like to hear and watch. So please um, tweet me at Bobby is gross. Tweet the show at Pick Perfect Cast. Um, would love to hear your feedback. But we're gonna dive right into it, Phil, because we have two huge releases this past weekend: Cruella and a quiet place part two now phil you are the guest here so i'm gonna open it up to you what which one would you like to talk about first because i have a lot of thoughts about one more than the other okay well i don't know which one you're talking about but i say we should start with corella because that's perfect the least out of the two but yes yes um, okay we're on the same page there yeah but I didn't. I didn't hate Corella though. I think me and you might. I think I liked it a lot more than, or not a lot more, but I think I did like it a little more than you did. Um, I will say with Emma Stone to me, like I think there'll be too many good, like good options out there that she probably won't get nominated. But I think her as like she should at least get maybe like a Golden Globe or something, maybe not Oscar worthy. But I thought she sold the movie for me. Like yeah, take her out and put a like not so good. Like I think the movie loses a lot without her. Yeah. We killed it as Cruella. And just a heads up for everybody listening, we're going to do uh, our non-spoiler part first. And then if we have any spoiler parts, what I'll do is I'll put some timestamps in the description so you guys can skip ahead if you haven't seen these movies yet. Um, because I have a lot to say about, I mean, Phil, you picked a good one to start. <laughs> I have a lot of spoiler thoughts to uh, get out about Cruella. Um I'll say you this. You had me intrigued too before we do it. Well, you had your little gif on Twitter. I'm like, what is he? Oh, okay, all right. So yeah. I'm kind of going in with a little more different expectations too. But you know, Phil, I have. Uh, I'll say this: it's not terrible, right? It's and this might just be a me thing. I'll get this out of the way because, you know, this is another one of these Disney live action remakes prequel villain prequels you know just milking that sweet sweet ip um yeah and i (laughs) and they're still going phil it's not even close to being dry with peter pan and wendy all these other ones it's 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 never gonna end until every every one of their cartoons are live action every one of their villains have an origin story um so this just might be a me thing at this point, I, I, I it has to be because I haven't really enjoyed any of these movies. It just feels redundant to me. Like, you're not bringing anything new, right? I mean, we've had all the remakes of, from the cartoons. Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Jungle, uh, Jungle Book. You know, all of them range from just unnecessary to okay. I haven't found one that I've, like, really sunk my teeth in. Maybe Beauty and the Beast, but that's just because the music is so good and it's pretty faithful to the cartoon while also giving it a little bit of a a spin on it. Um, This one, this Cruella movie, uh, which is probably more comparable to something like Maleficent, which I'd seen once. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. yeah, did you did you even see the sequel to that? The because the first one wasn't like great to where I needed to rush to see the second. You know, it's like the sequels. Uh, the first one's not even on Disney Plus. I'm not sure why, but the second one is. Yeah, um, so it's it's one of these things where it's like, okay, we're making a movie about 
a villain who, you know, she wasn't all this always this way, although she kind of was. Uh, not to not to uh, spoil anything, but she was kind of pretty terrible throughout the whole movie. Um, but I will say the things that I did like, first of all, for a Disney movie, this was probably the most non-Disney uh, of all these remakes and reimaginings. Like, I don't want to say that this was a different movie at one point that was shoehorned as Cruella just to get the IP. Um, but it's certainly, as far as a visual standpoint, it's it stands out from like everything else. Um, it's just completely like the, the, the fashion is fantastic. The way it's shot, there's certain movements that kind of reminded me of something like a Martin Scorsese movie with the way the camera moves and everything like that. It's definitely not like anything that we've seen from a Disney remake, reimagining one of those kind of live action films. So I'll give props to Craig Gillespie at that point, who directed I Tanya a couple years ago, um, which was also similar to, well, she's just misunderstood. She's not exactly a villain. So he kind of brought that over to Cruella. Um, I thought it was fine. You know, it just didn't do it for me. I don't know about you, Phil, but how how was the um, – was this – no, you went to see Quiet Place first. That was your yeah, first movie back. How was your theater reacting to Cruella? Because mine, I think they were just confused for most of it. Like the comedy, most of the jokes just didn't land. Um, they, me, and my friend, uh, me and my sister and my, two, uh, my cousin and my friend went and saw uh, Cruella. So I was I went – I saw Quiet Place Part 2 by myself. But um, – I don't know why I had to mention that, but <laughs> what I'm saying is because with Cruella, we laughed at the jokes actually. I did. Okay. Like, but like no one, I I felt like no one else laughed. So maybe we were in the minority when we were enjoying it and other people weren't. Um, I didn't feel like I heard anybody else. Like no, yeah. only laugh you hear everybody else. Like I think one time I heard everybody else laugh too. So yeah. Like that was odd. Like that. You, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, it was it was a it was like it it didn't know what it wanted to be because it would get serious at points and then you you have the the goons I guess um, that are kind of the comedy relief but right. I it seemed like it didn't land two different experience in theaters and it seems like both of ours it just there was a a disconnect somewhere. I think the hard thing with the villain and I think that's what I think people maybe are having a problem with. It, or you know in our theaters or whatever like it's a villain but disney's gonna make it where like you're sympathetic to that villain so then you're like well she's horrible but then i'm supposed to like her like so i think people com- are conflicted with that and i think with uh you know like you have the movie with like this the same thing with the joker but like you don't like it eventually it's gonna go dark whereas you know disney's not gonna go dark like although in this movie i kept thinking no, not no spoilers but like i kept thinking it was gonna go somewhere and it you know end up didn't it didn't so yeah. I was like, okay. but and we'll talk more about that in the spoiler section but i i honestly enjoyed like you, you you made a great point about the live actions like none of them have wowed me i don't go back and i'm like oh i've got to go see that other one again i like a lot of times like with disney i'm like oh i need to own this and it's like i can't wait to this is on disney plus whatever but like with uh, with krill i enjoyed it like i really did i don't know where it ranks above like i think it just kind of is up there with them i think it's some it's better than some of the ones that i don't really like like I didn't really care for Beauty and the Beast personally, um, and I mm-hmm. love, but I think that's because I love the cartoon so much. Okay, like, I yeah. Had so many high expectations, and when they didn't like Beauty and the Beast, did I do agree with you about they did say to the uh, sword material a little more, 
Um, and this one does make like little nods. I, I love 101 Dalmatians as well. So it did make some, it does make some like, you know, I can't think of the right word, not nods, but like, uh, homages. It's like, a, yeah. you know, they have little tips of the hats to certain things. Yeah. But that's one of the, I don't want to get into it. We'll save oh, yeah. it in a couple yeah. minutes. But there, I was just very confused on if what this exactly was. Is this is this a prequel? Is this a, a reimagining? Because there's certain things that happen that don't line up with the original movies. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say, fun, like yeah. uh, Emma Stone is fantastic. Like. Maybe. I, I won't say that it she felt like Cruella to me, but what she's doing is so enjoyable. It's so easy to watch. It's so fun to watch. Uh, Emma Thompson as I guess the villain, even though yeah. Cruella's a villain, like yeah. it's it's weird. Like uh, you know, there's obvious. It's weird. It, there's comparisons to you know, Devil Devil Wears Prada. Um, I think that's kind of. I mean, I could see the similarities, but it, I think it's just a kind of a different movie. Um, you know, it's a it's available on Disney Plus at the premiere access for thirty bucks. I have a list. I don't know about you, Phil. Um, I have the AMC A list, so it's like twenty something dollars a month, and you get three movies a week, and you get to see it in any format. So it actually, you know, I went with my girlfriend, and it turned out to be way cheaper than uh, getting it for thirty dollars on Disney Plus. So I mean, you know, I think that's just for families though, instead of getting like three kids tickets and then two adults or whatever it is. Um, you know, if you have nothing better to watch, or if you're just I mean, listen, I'll say this. If you just want to like watch it and not take it super seriously, I didn't take it super seriously. I was just confused a lot of the time. Um, it it looks great. Like the the costume oh, design, so the set design is so good. Um but other than that, like the, and the performances were good. It's just the story didn't do anything for me, unfortunately. It just I think the, one, the one, yeah, the, the one thing I will say that helped this one is because it, it wasn't a musical. Like I know there are cartoons, but like you know, you got Beauty and the Beast. Okay, now it's a musical, so now you have to match the songs quality. You know, Mulan. You know, it's like oh Mulan, god, Mulan. Oh, I forgot about that one. That Mulan, was brutal. Yeah, Mulan was. Um, I'm, oh, I don't know. I did, I'm not, I'll just, I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, uh, I didn't hate it. I just, it's whatever. I'm, I'm like you, like some of them, I'm like, why? Why do we need to make this? Like we already have Mulan type movies. But like you said, Phil, it's, it's IP, it's money. Like that. there's no. Stick that name on it and people are going to go watch it. It's like, there, like there's like, no cream. Sure they're going to do Lilo and Stitch. Why? Why are they doing a live action Lilo and Stitch? That makes no sense to me. There's no, there's no creative angles to these. Like there's, I don't think there's a, they basically like decide to remake the movie and then work backwards that way. There's no, I feel like there's no pitch to do these movies. It's just like, okay, we have this IP. Let's convert it from animated to live action. Or we have this villain. Let's make a a origin movie. I don't think that these movies come from a, um, creative direction it's more of an ip direction like like you mentioned that, before phil and that to me that like i know disney what disney's capable of doing and you can't tell me that they they aren't capable still of making amazing new and new uh properties um because oh i like riot the dragon i don't know how well you liked it I thought it, it, was it was okay it was um, okay as far as like the more recent ones that disney has done so it's like um I just think they're like, you know, like you said, they're, they're kind of copping out. It's like Disney, I know you have all these right, like the rights to stuff like this, but like, 
like let's like use that use that imagineering that you have to go like to make uh, give us new stuff like i think like new new stuff that, that now in the, in the future kids can look back at and say hey i grew up on this it's like yeah what'd you grow up on the live action lion king okay well i grew up on the original lion king like, i mean it's like i feel like, bad for I'm those kids by the way if they grew up on the live action lion king i feel real bad it's like uh which is visually stunning but like another movie does yeah like like it just doesn't do anything for me it's like it's not you know it's like but uh but yeah, like it was. I mean, we'll get the spoilers when we get to them. But um, I, I enjoyed it. Like I, I don't. I, I, I like coming out of theater. And I was like, wow. Like I actually. But I think I had low expectations because all the live actions I don't really expect to love. You know, I expect to be like, okay, that's you know, and like, oh, it, but okay, it was good. Like <laughs> you know, maybe like, this is just like not even just a remake and reboot problem for Disney. It might just be a live action problem for Disney lately. Cause I feel like even there are other stuff like a wrinkle in time and Artemis foul, like they're just like farts in the wind, you know, <laughs> like, like, it, like, no, they, you can, like, okay, watch it. If you have nothing else to watch, like kind of, thing. yeah, it's just, think, and besides, besides like MCU and star Wars, I don't consider, I mean, they are Disney, but they're not Disney live action. Like this is yeah. Disney studios. Different. It seems like their live action stuff just doesn't connect. I don't know what it is. Like it, their animated stuff like Pixar and their Disney animation stuff. Those are on the whole, very good still ranges from great, but they've just been struggling with their live action stuff. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And I think, you know, you can do like I like when they did Jungle Book. Jungle Book makes sense to do live action. I get that. Lion King, okay, whatever. But like some of them, I just don't understand. Like I love, I love the concept of Kirill. Like I thought, and I and I do think it works for what what it is. It just isn't gonna get. I just I think it struggles with its identity a little bit in the movie. I agree with that for sure. But I do. I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I didn't come out hating it at all. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, but it's not one of the you know. I'm not gonna come out like wow, that was you know. Emma Stone did like that was I came out saying Emma Stone's amazing like that's the yeah. only thing I've seen you know saying a lot I was like she's amazing like all right, so let's just jump into spoilers. So this is going to be the official start of the spoiler section. We got the waves. Uh, I'll put time codes in. <laughs> I'll put time codes in the description. So if you guys want to skip right ahead to uh, a quiet place part two, that's perfectly fine. Um, Phil, can can you explain to me what the even the point of this movie was? Because I figured it to be. This is why Cruella was the way she was, right? Yeah. And we get we get this whole backstory about which is just utterly ridiculous. I could not believe like the, you know when a movie starts and within the first 10 minutes you either know you're going to like it or you don't. I I kind of felt that way when they started doing the the thing where they incorporate the soundtrack too much. It's like different pop songs from that time. And montages, like there's so many montages in this movie. Um, I love the soundtrack. I love the songs themselves, but I don't think that. Yeah, that's why I think I like them because the songs themselves are awesome. It just hits you over the head. But then when we see that the Dalmatians kill her mother, but it's yeah, (laughs) it was just like, and there's a dog whistle. And the Dalmatians just jump on this woman and she falls over the cliff. Arguably, that was the funniest point in the movie for me. But then I was like, okay, uh, I guess I forgave it. Because I was like, well, I was like, okay, well, then clearly that's why she kills Dalmatians and wants them dead. But then they don't give me, give me that. Exactly. So, <laughs> okay. Like, what? 
so we go to the end of the movie. We go to the end of the movie, and like they kind of tease it, like, uh, and the, and there's one scene in the movie where she's like, "Oh, those Dalmatians would make a nice coat," but then at the end of the movie, you, she's like all nice with the Dalmatians, and she has she goes into the Hell Hall. She had the Dalmatians with her, and then she gives Dalmatians to to the the couple from the original. And I'm yeah, like, so what is this? Yeah. Is this I was walking out actually, and I was like, oh, I need to look. I should look just in case there's a credit scene. And then I actually had to run back in and, and watch that part. Um, I was. I am so confused, Phil, as to what this was. Is this it's like, like a, a reimagining um, yeah, of Cruella? Like, are you are you not making her a villain? Are you making yeah. her like an anti-hero? What is this? Here's the problem: they want her to be a villain, or so, or she is a villain. They don't. There's no. They already have the source material, right? But they can't make her too bad because it's a movie. Like it's still like they want it to be like it's. They don't know which way to go because, like but, I said, at one point I'm like she's about to get twisted and this is gonna get like dark. And it didn't go that way because of course Disney's not gonna go that way. Right. Like when she when she has that one that one time like she's by herself and there's that voiceover and she looks like a mess. Like that was kind of like a. It kind of reminded me of Joker in a way. Like yeah, this is where bad. the turn is happening. But there. The turn isn't really a turn because she was a brat from the very beginning. Like we see it in her childhood and she's there, there's never one good part of her in this movie. I mean, unless I'm forgetting something, she well, was never, she was never good to anybody. And that's the, well, that's the thing. It's like, but like, as a like you kind of forgave her as a kid, right? Cause she's a kid. She's obviously not in the greatest situation. She's only got a single parent, whatever. And then you grew up even more so see that. So you sympathize with her. But the problem is like, she snaps, but doesn't snap. Like, right. Like I, already see, I know you said there's not like really good qualities, but she snaps. And then it's like, well, you have Horace and, uh, God, I can't think of the other guy's name. Horace and, uh, Jasper. And it's like in the movie, like I, I got like, okay, well, eventually she's gonna be mean to them because she like bullies them in the in the movie, you know, in the right. donations. But then she's like, she's like, because you can see them kind of seeing it, like, well, we don't like this version of Corella. I'm like, well, well, you're not gonna like her because she bosses, she's gonna start bossing you around. But then that doesn't happen because like she kind of like, I'm sorry. It's like, it's like, is she good or is she not? Like you can't. Right. You know? I felt like uh, Emma Thompson's character felt more like Cruella than what? Cruella did. Like, like she is just utter she's just utterly evil. There is yeah. no reason for it. She's she's a murderer. She does not care. I don't I don't know where this came from. So maybe Phil in 20 years will get her origin story uh because like we're just going to over explain. It's like what did her mom do? But I kept saying I'm like okay, well clearly she's like basically like and maybe she like I was like well maybe she she has to become her to basically beat her like but it's like she obviously needs a reason and then of course spoilers you know that she's her mom because she killed her fake mom or whatever like like i i and that that twist was like oh my god like what what i, I mean if you look close enough in the beginning you could tell it was emma thompson's character on the ledge there and there was clearly like the way that her mom was going to Emma Thompson. I figured right. either like her husband was the father or she was the mother. And then it turns out that she was the mother. Um, but I was just, I, I watched the end of this movie and I'm like, what is this thing? Because now I'm just so confused because are you really going to reimagine a Disney villain as an anti like not even a villain anymore like because she isn't she really isn't a villain at the end of this thing they had a chance to make her a villain at the end 
if she kills her mom, like eventually, like okay, well that's the whole thing. Like, well, superheroes aren't supposed to do that. Like, or like you know, heroes aren't supposed to cross that line. At least right. so I was like, well, this is a Disney movie. I don't expect them to, but like she kind of has to cross the line for her to like officially. And then like they would, everyone else would give up on her because they know like, like the whole burial scene didn't really matter because it's like, well, you're not really that much. Di- like, oh, and she, did she, did did no one notice at the end when she the Emma Thompson's being arrested that Cruella is right there when everybody thought that she was dead, like she's just standing there, and she comes in out front of everybody. Like, yeah, that she she said she yeah. And is there like no reaction? Like, oh, what's going on here? No, because she's got the Cruella hair and everything. She doesn't have the wig on anymore. Like, what? Maybe Bobby. I don't. I mean, maybe that's what they like. Everyone just didn't really because because when 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 uh, the apartment is blown up and she's supposedly in it, there's a whole thing about oh, Cruella's dead now. Yeah, right, right. But like. Do they not see her at the end when she's clearly like waving goodbye to Emma Thompson as she goes away? Like what? 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 I, I I'm just I say, dumbfounded. A part, was, a part of me was a little worried. Like when they were sitting, I was like, "Is she legit gonna die?" And they're gonna try to act like she's like I didn't know what was gonna. Luckily, they they did what they did, and she was you know she faked her own death or whatever. But like yeah. still, like I was at first, I was like, uh, I don't know where this is about to go. Like, you didn't know, like it's just like you know. I just I just don't know where what this ending means, right? Because is she really gonna are they gonna remake like an actual remake of 101 Dalmatians now? But right. you you just gave be- away the puppies that you from the yeah. dogs that you kept. So why would you kill like why would you kill the dogs? What do you have against the dogs now? You kept them at the end of the movie. That's the thing that I don't like. I say, like, okay, so now they're saying <laughs> like she gifted the dogs. So I'm like Yeah. She can't be mad. Why would and Rod, why does Roger write a song about her? Like he's right. better than, she's better than <laughs> she's better than uh, the one he had to deal with. That seemed like a studio note to me because it, it was technically it was a mid credit scene, so it's not part of the movie. Right. But like they were like, oh, we really like we really like this movie. So set up hundred and one Dalmatians. Is that what it was? I guess. I guess that's what in their eyes. That's what they they thought. I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't listen. I sound angrier than I was when I watched this. Well, just I, think, yeah, I just think you're making good points. I love the movie. I mean, I, I mean, I enjoyed it a lot, but like, I, I listen, it's fine, right? Like, if I had to, would I watch it again? Probably not, but I wouldn't be like, if it was on the TV, I wouldn't like turn it off because it's also like too long as well. I feel like, you know, we said that about Army of the Dead, but this is too long too. It's like 215. I want to say that's just way too long. Yeah. There, there could have been some stuff taken out. Um, but listen, I just I was very confused at the end of this thing. I didn't I didn't know what this was. I don't think Disney knew what this was. I think Craig Gillespie went went for it. Like he threw everything on screen. Um, I liked his direction in it. It's just it either a script problem or it was just the studio interfering and muddling what his vision was supposed to be that would have been clearer when you look at what happens at the end of this movie um i got a i was just disgusted by the cgi dogs that's another thing like there would be real dogs like why are we in it's not just it's not just disney to be fair but like that's now a thing now. We're just gonna CGI every animal. I'm like, okay. But but the thing that was weird was they would be real one second, and literally the next second they would be CG. But they're not running; they're just walking along Cruella. It's 
can't you just have the real dogs walk That's along what, Cruella? Not, like, yeah, that was one probably my, one of my biggest problems. I was like, I was like, I don't understand why you have to have CGI. Dogs. Like, like I, I get it. Like, you're not gonna have real dogs push yeah. the poor woman over the ledge, right? Like, you get CG for that. But first of all, it doesn't look good. But second of all, what what is the the thinking behind like using them in certain places? I had no idea. Like, yeah, it just was- and some of the some of the the green screen wasn't great. Um, but I loved I I loved the costumes. Like I, I would say, like the costumes, set design, Emma Stone, those are the highlights here. Because I'm sure, like the technical stuff in that side, like wardrobe and all that, I think that's going to be nominated for some sure. for some Oscars for sure. Um, and it actually, I'll, I'll give it also credit in this way. It felt like we were in the '70s, like it just had a grainy, gritty look to it in uh, '70s London. So I like that. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm being super like <laughs> negative about this, and I don't mean to because I didn't hate it. Like it's it's not like Mulan. Mulan, I actually hated. Um, Cruella is just it was more frustration than anything. Um, but I mean, I listen, that's just me. Yeah, and we talked. One thing I loved, like too, like the original is one of my favorites. So, like they, uh, I don't know if this is what they were doing or this is how I took it. But uh, when he's eating cereal, he's eating Cocoa Krispies. Oh I, yeah, like, that was a good joke. Yeah, I like that. I assume is, is is what they were referring to that. I guess maybe. Um, so that was cool. And then also when they did like they only did it for like one, I think one or two, like the dog lookalike thing, like they teased. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. I mean, little things like that. Like, I mean, don't oversaturate it, but, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, I will say the only, you th- this isn't, well, this is Disney, but it's not live action to, from animated, but like the only one I've ever seen that like when they've done something like, you know, obviously like here's your source material. Let's, let's try to do something else. I don't remember how you felt about the movie. I didn't like Mary Poppins Returns. I was so let down by the movie. Oh, dude, I loved Mary Poppins did Returns. I, maybe, I maybe I went with too many. Like, I wanted like I wanted a little bit of the like, and they gave me nothing from the original. Like, which is what I thought was kind of like. I guess I really wanted some like mixed in stuff. Like, I didn't mind the, yeah. the new stuff. Just didn't hit. I need to rewatch that. I will rewatch it one day. I um, love the music. Like at the very least, I thought. I mean, some. You're not wrong in saying that it didn't work for you because I think you are the majority opinion, just like kind of this one. People didn't like Mary Poppins Returns, but they liked Cruella. So I'm just the complete opposite of you. Um, <laughs> but I I thought Emily Blunt nailed Mary Poppins. I thought the music was oh, great. Was amazing. I won't take them from her. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the music was great. Um, set uh, everything. I, I really really like mary poppins returns honestly but yeah i totally get it and listen i'm in the minority about this one too uh, i think most people enjoyed enjoyed cruella um but i'm sure i'm sure like it seems sounds like you would you would still recommend this movie oh yeah for sure I, th- I mean especially for people that grew up with like watching the movie like i think it was enough you know it was it was enjoyable like so emma stone makes the movie like yeah she, lot, like sometimes you kind of she did her own thing but like a lot of times, like, I, I, I was like, Cruella, okay. Like, a younger version, obviously. But um, I, f- I, I forgot like, to ask you, what what is your 101 Dalmatians? Is it the animated or is it the live action with Glenn Close? The it's the animated. Okay. Yeah. okay. I mean, I've seen the live action, but the one I'm talking about is the animated. That's okay. The, um, you know, the, the OG. But, See, I love I love Glenn Close and the live good, action. I don't hate that one. Yeah, I don't hate that one. But I, yeah, I, I, I think the character just lends itself to, like, these, like, exuberant, actresses wanting to go in and just have fun because Glenn Close was having fun in that movie. 
uh, Emma Stone is having fun in this movie. So I just think that one thing. I guess my biggest and I, and we talked about this to acknowledge him a little bit, but like I just think my thing is like go dark. Like it's okay. Like don't go too dark. I get it. You're Disney. You're trying to make it a family movie, but like every yeah. Disney movie has dark moments that you try to act like they're not dark. So it's like it's okay. You can do certain things, you know. So it's like I think that they should have made her like officially go that route. Yeah. She's a, but you sympathize her with her at the end. Well, no, you're not supposed to. Yeah. Like, lead into another movie and that now she can't be the villain of that movie because she's not a villain anymore see i thought it was like really dark really dark for a disney movie like she, she's she's out there that's where it was going because it was very yeah like like, like i think she had that moment but then it was like well now you realize that well she killed the villain off like she's like off. binge drinking at one point like she's drinking yeah. out of a bottle like that that's kind of that, there's a whole another conversation but like cruella can binge drink but she can't smoke like what uh, I don't, I don't really get that. Um, but yeah, like that, that was. Well, they wouldn't let her. They wouldn't let her smoke. Is that a thing? I yeah, they, I mean, you know, because in the original One Hundred One Dalmatian, yeah. she has the little thing and with the cigarette right. at the end. Not one why. time, not yeah, one time in this. That's true. Like I was, yeah, I was wondering why they did. I guess they didn't want that. They, they, they have a whole like smoking ban at Disney. Like nobody, yeah. no character can smoke, and I think that goes because of uh, Walt Disney was a big smoker, even in saving Mr. Banks, like it was suggested, like you can kind of see smoke coming, but you don't see him actually smoke. It's a whole other conversation, but um, yeah. uh, You know, I would say sure. Watch it. Um, You know, but I just wasn't blown away. And I like the trailers, like the trailers were good. Um, It just left me kind of wanting more. Um, but I will say what didn't, well, kind of, yes, it left me wanting more, was A Quiet Place Part 2, <laughs> Phil. Um, listen, I loved the first one. I saw it in theaters. Came out of nowhere, kind of. Like, it was kind of a, a major film, but nobody really expected it to be as good as it was, especially, like, with John Krasinski directing. Yeah. Like, he, he had directed an indie movie before this, but he, he was never, like, a big shot director and then he comes out with a quiet place and makes a ton of money and here we are with a quiet place part two phil this was your first movie back in theaters tell me all about that and tell me about what you thought of the movie man like just being well first of all i was like i'm doing something wrong like <laughs> yeah when you walk because it's like i haven't done it since february of last year like it was insane or something i think it was around february and so it's like just being there was was the experience enough and if you know a quiet place at all you've seen the first one um that's a whole nother experience when you're in the theater in, in general. So I was like, for it not to be like a movie that like, you know, you're going to hear people scream. You're going to hear people say like, it's a movie that you legit will like have to like, you can like, uh, uh, what's the, uh, escape in basically you're in the world. Yeah, you're in you're the world. The absolutely. Sound and how everything works. I think it's amazing how they do it. Like it's, it's like, it's hard to find original concepts these days, but like for them to do, like, I think that's why it blew up so big. That's what I loved about it. It's like, man, you get your pin drop in the theater. Like in the first one, same thing, same moments in the second. And one. and especially these days, because I mean, everybody's got a cell phone in their pocket, and you know that's been a problem in movie theaters for years now. Is people going on their phones during the movie? Yeah. But I think Krasinski made something here that kind of you can't do that. Like, and, and you're respected. It, like, they they kind of respect it. They were exactly exactly. Because exactly. like, I, I will say this: if you're in a movie and you have a, and this is the time you have a. Uh, uh, an idiot in there, it would ruin the experience. Absolutely, so like, yeah. So I'm glad that I, my both, you know, seeing the first one in theaters and then seeing this one, there wasn't one. 
I'm sorry if you go see this and, and it is because I could see it ruining it. Um, um, but yeah, but yeah, just being back was 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 awesome in itself. Um, but this movie is, like I said, just I I I, I may get tired of it eventually because like we won't get a spoiler material yet. But like, um, I assume there's probably gonna be another one. I think um, I think there's gonna be a third, and that'll be it though. I think yeah, I think I'm I'm good with one more. That's fine. Like you know, that's, just don't saturate it because I think sometimes that can happen, but. It's, it's just amazing like what what john's been able to do like obviously i love him from the office so like him being a, like i'd love to see what else he has and like hopefully he has some other ideas for different things in different worlds um which, which, which would be cool yeah uh i'll say this i think it's on par with the first one which you can't you most sequels especially and i don't know horror sequels i don't i'm not scared by horror so i don't know what technically qualifies as horror. I would assume that this is a horror movie, but I never really get scared in horror movies. So to me, it's just like, a, a, I don't know, a fantasy thriller or something like that. I like horror movies. I don't get scared. Like I get scared easily in general. <laughs> so like, I'm just like that kind of guy, but like, I don't really, like I, I call this like more of a, like when people ask me, what is it about? It's like, it's, I was like, it's more like a suspenseful movie. Like, yeah. Setting, setting, like, yeah, you could, it's, it is in the horror genre for sure. It's just not hard. Doesn't really describe it because it's not like maybe it's like similar to Cloverfield in that way. Like I don't think it's great example. Yeah, yeah, like kind of like like this big monster, but it's not really scary. It's mostly atmosphere stuff. So, um, yeah, I would say yeah, on par with the first. Um, Not not to spoil anything, but that first ten minutes is like holy crap. This is awesome like i love that so much and it's just like because one thing i'll say is like the one thing about the first one versus uh i'll say both sides of it one thing about the first one you didn't know what to expect you go in there and then you're like like it sets the atmosphere and then it's like you don't think they can do that again instantly when they start the second one it's right back to it like i was like well okay it won't have the same effect like i i was excited obviously but i went in like that was one of the things i was like okay don't get disappointed if it doesn't like give you that same feel no it did and I'm like waiting for something that like you're waiting for it to have, like, and it's like so quiet because every sound like legit matters in this movie in these movies. So like I love that about it. Like that's something you can't find elsewhere, and that that's what like I like to go to the movies see something that I haven't seen sometimes. You know, it's like yeah, so that, that's a that's a fantastic point. Do, yeah, it's 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 just amazing that it's able to do the exact same thing the first one did. Um, because so. the way that the first one ends, you think okay, this is how it's going to pick up, but it doesn't, and. It's like, wow. I mean, at some point, like it was going to it was bound to happen, right, that it was going to be explained in some way. But the way it was executed and it was just so when when everything starts going down, it's so tense. I'm not going to you know, we're not going to speak anymore on that, but I'll just say that the first 10 minutes is excellent yeah, stuff I, yeah i would 100 and it sells the movie too like it really like because i was kind of like oh they're gonna show or like i didn't know like, I, like you see the trailer but i don't i don't remember if i saw anything in the trailer so i was like i didn't i kind of forgot that but um i would say that in this one it relies more on the kids right the kids carry a yeah. lot of this movie and my boy killian murphy is in this uh from the batman movies uh peaky blinders which is Oh God, Phil, are you on the Peaky Blinders train at all? I've always keep saying oh, that because I know I've heard good. So good. I mean, you were one of the ones that has always said it's really good. I love him. Like, He's amazing in everything I've seen him in. Incredible. He's in this. He plays a huge part in this movie. Yeah. And but I I would I came away with this first of all being impressed by Krasinski that he did it again. 
right? Like sequels to horror movies or these kinds of movies can go really bad. They can over explain or they can get so big that it loses what was special about the first one. This one wasn't that at all. Um, I I'm pretty sure from what I saw, it was something like this. The budget only went up by like $10 million. So it still kept it low enough to where you get creative with some of the, the decisions you have to make. Um, script wise and directing wise, which I appreciated because I mean, this is a franchise, but it's not the big franchise yeah, that's going to make it, the money's going to start talking. And you know. it's not going to be one of the, it's always going to be profitable because it's never going to cost, you know, a hundred million dollars or something like that. And lo and behold, I mean, this thing shattered pandemic records, uh, this weekend, which is it's great because the, the movie is great. I'm glad people are still interested in the franchise because this is one of those kind of like along with John Wick where it kind of gets this huge audience playing on cable for so many years. I feel like Quiet Place was always on for a period of time there. So I think that's where if you hadn't seen it in theaters, you saw it on cable. Um, man, it just knocked me knocked me on, on my ass. Like I, I Listen, it's not like one of the right now. It probably is one of the best movies of the year, but that's just because we're so early in all these movies coming out. Um, but man, even the kids were so good in this. Um, they were good in the first one, but it was more like Emily Blunt and Krasinski doing the heavy, heavy lifting. But Chris, spoilers for the first one, Krasinski's gone. So it's mostly, you know, Emily, Emily Blunt and the two kids and then the baby. But they they blew me away, uh, Phil. That's I don't know thing. how you felt. Well, that's one thing that I was gonna say too. It's like that they kind of like you like. I don't know. I don't think the first one did, but uh, that I know of, you would. I don't remember it being. But like casting should should be this. These movies should be nominated for that because. And the, and yeah. the reason why I say that is because you have to have people that can face like that's like hardcore art uh, acting. Like they have mm-hmm. to be able to like not not vocally act. They have to be able to like like you feel them in, in every emotion you see it. Like you you know. And I think that takes a lot. Like you have to have a, a high quality actor for that, and or actor. Yeah. And so I think the kids like being that good already. Like that one, the the I guess the ten, I guess he's the you would call him the middle child. Um, the uh, Noah guy. Jupe. Noah yeah, Jupe. Yeah. Who was in Honey Boy, which is a, g- a really good movie too. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, he was a man. Like, like the fact that he's that good at that age, I can't imagine how he's going to be though if he keeps at it. Um, so, um, I I mean, great what's casting. It? I was getting at, but yeah. Oh yeah. Millicent Simmons is the daughter. I think that's how you say her name, who is actually deaf in real life. She is a star, like, especially in this one. Um, And like you said, I mean, they're, they're doing sign language. So that's the only way of communicating, but she does so much with her face. That was a great point you made, Phil. She does so much. um, There's so much emotion in her face that you don't need words and being in a quiet place they can't really speak and you actually do get more speaking in this movie. Um, but I mean, for the most part, it's all emotions and I always enjoy showing, not telling uh, storytelling better than just, you know, a, a exposition dump in, in movies where they lay out everything. No, just show me what it is. And I think that's why I connect with these movies so much is because, I mean, there's a little bit of sign language, so there's some communication, but otherwise, it's all in the eyes. Um, it's all in the overall face of what's going on, the panic, 
Emily Blunt is like the queen of this. Like she has one scene in this movie where it's just, oh my God, you're you're just on another level here. Um, but I mean, it's so tense. It has the same tense intensity as the first one. Um, you get, you expand the world. Um, I had questions about that, that maybe can be answered in the third one. Um, but man, like th- this is just another great outing for John Krasinski. And like you said, Phil, I cannot wait to see what he does outside of this world. I'm sure he has a ton of offers. Um, and he, he just, he he's he's something like it seems like a lot of these actors recently turn to directing and they just knock it out of the park right like jordan peele greta yeah. gerwig um i'm probably forgetting someone right now but like, on the, on the fly like that but yeah like there, there's just so many there's so much fresh blood in uh the movies right now it's it's truly exciting so i I would say definitely i mean if you're a fan of the first one definitely check this one out um if you haven't seen the first one definitely i mean that these are two movies that like even if you this is actually a perfect binge right like if you watch the first one and then immediately go to the theaters and watch the second one it it's perfectly done it's perfectly edited there's not that much time um actually not really any time in between both movies. Um, I, I think this is a big, big recommendation for me. Yeah. And, and definitely for me too. I love it. Um, and I would definitely recommend it. it's definitely a theater thing. Like I, I remember leaving the first one. I'm like, thank God. I, like, Cause I wasn't, it was at that point. It was unsure. Like, obviously if you like the first one, you'll, you're going to go see the second one uh, or make plans, which is what I did. But like the first one is like, I had heard and I was like, well, you know, when I hear, like, I like to give it a chance, even if it's, you know, it's like, I'll give it a ch- chance. That's when I was so glad I saw in theaters. Like, you know, you know, those moments, Bobby, like when there's certain movies, like you're like, thank God I went and actually saw it. Yes. Wait. Yes. Um, which is still good to watch at home. My friend watched, I, I let him borrow my, my, uh, my Blu-ray of it. And he, he thought he loved it too. So it's still, you can still get a good experience at home. I'm not saying that, but, um, but yeah, like you said, like, wanting to watch, like I was planning to watch the first one again before I went and saw it. I don't know if you end up, Doing that. Yeah, I did. I rewatched it like the night I ended before. Up not doing that, but like even after I finished, like I want to go see. It. I want to watch the first one. I'm gonna, so I'm probably gonna watch that this week at some point because it's like it's just the like it's just done so well. Yeah. Highly so, recommended. so that's the non-spoiler section. I mean, there's not that much spoilers yeah, we have to talk cool. about. It kind of speaks for itself. Um, so put a timestamp uh in the description, Wait. just so <laughs> wave again. Um, just so you guys can skip to the end where I have a big, big guest announcement, uh, for the end of the month. Um, but Phil, those first 10 minutes, right? Like, yeah. um, kind of like, I was trying not to like, oh. away, but like, yeah, you know, it's like, you didn't think they could do a flashback and it'd be like, cause I, at first I'm like, okay, like I didn't expect that too. Like, I don't know, like maybe I missed it. If I'm, you can tell me if there was in the trailer, like, I think I said that before, but like, I, I, I didn't even see a trailer. I didn't even see a trailer for this. I it's went just, in completely which, blind. By the way, I highly, honestly, I I'm guilty of it too. Cause like you want to hype yourself for a movie. Trailers are like more and more like giving t- way too much information out. Like, yeah. I don't know about this one. Cause I don't, I didn't, I didn't really watch a trailer for this one either. I've, I've been off of the trailers for like two or three years now. And it's so much better. So much like, better. unless it's a, a Marvel or a right. DC or something like that. I'll watch it. I'll watch one trailer. I won't watch all of them because at some point it's usually the last trailer that they release. It gives out everything. That's just too much. But for these like mid budget or these indie movies, I don't even watch any trailers. It's like, I'll look up um, what people are thinking about it, but that's it. 
Um, but yeah, man, like this is just it, it hooks you right from the beginning because it was either going to be in this movie or the next movie that they would or maybe even just like another spinoff down the line. God forbid that that happens where they're going to explain like how everything started. And we still I mean, we see what happens, but we don't understand what actually prompted all of this to go on. But I mean, I love seeing Krasinski back. I kind of figured that somehow he would be back in this one just for a little bit. And man, when, when they're in the baseball field and then you see what's going on in the sky and everybody just stops what they're doing. It's just, it's, it's more like you can't like, and I got you, you brought up uh, Cloverfield, like this kind of like, but it's like things like that, like where you said you want like the origin and stuff too, but it's like not knowing why it's just like seeing something coming from like, and it's like, I think they, they do that very well too. You know what it reminded me of? It's like, because there's an intent that like, you know, what's coming right but it keeps up this kind of suspense it reminded me of jaws like that first that yeah. first shark attack yeah. it's like you know that something's gonna happen here but you're just you're on the edge of your seat you don't know when it's gonna happen you don't know what's going to happen and how it's executed and i loved when it finally happens and everybody's running away and you know uh the Emily Blunt is in the car and then here comes the bus and she's going in reverse. I'm like, Oh my God, this is such good shit right now. Like I love everything so that's kid, going on. Yeah. And you know, oh, like, she's got a kid, she's, her kids freaking out. Like, Oh God, like, it was so her, good. Yeah. Um, um, I would say that like, you know, you can only go down from there because I just loved that first 10 minutes, but it's, it kept everything like it never lost a te- I mean, because the first one was an hour and a half. This one is a little bit more, but it's quick, you know, like it, it's in and out too long these days. So I think that's, I think it's per- like when I saw, like, I even looked up to see what the runtime was and I was like 90 something. I'm like, perfect. Like, that's like, absolutely. If you, if you do it well, that's all you need. That's the only time you, that's all the time that you need. And you know, there's there's no fat on this bone, right? They they like I said in, in the non-spoiler, they open up the world a little bit. We get the 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 community on the island, and you kind of know that there's got to be one of these monsters over there. It's just it's just too happy right now. Something's got to go down. Um, but man, and one thing that I really liked. Um, Killian Murphy usually plays villains and I'm glad like there wasn't a turn. Like I kind of expected that at one point where oh, yeah, I was low worried too. I was like, Oh God, he's going to be bad. Like he's going to do something and I'm going to hate him. Like he was a good guy in Dunkirk. Right. But that was a super small part. And it seemed like there has to be a villain somewhere in this movie. And there's not, which is great. It's still the monster. Like there's no, because the, I thought I that, that because at the, at the docks, I guess you kind of got a little bit of, yeah. Yep. And then sure. they're taken care of because they're not, they're not trying to overshadow the monster, which I like. Because I was thinking like, is he going to really turn right now? Because if you, when they first um, come together and they, they um, have a talk, he says something about, well, you don't want to be with anybody on the outside because you don't know what they've become. So I thought he was talking about himself That's in that way. Thinking. Oh, the same thing. I was like, he's gonna, he's gonna do something because he can't, he wanted him to leave, you know. Yeah. Thing, you know. But and I then he that, had this beautiful arc too, where he he helps the family. You know, he kind of makes peace with, um, not saving his own family at the end of the day. He he saves this family. So I was like, oh God, please don't either kill him either. Like, please, like, don't I, don't kill yeah. him off. And I, and I think it could be more of a testament because I like him as an actor. So maybe this isn't 
fully true, but like just a little bit you got of him in the backstory was was enough to sell him. Like absolutely you care about him. Which is like it's hard to do that. Like a lot of times you have to like over explain and make and see all this extra time to care about that character. Or this you just got a little bit and it was just enough. You saw that John which is another thing, you have him established as a character. So then you know if he trusts them, then there's gotta be a reason. And so it's like it was good. Like I think like they you know, like I said, that's props to the actor as well. But and and when the kid got his foot caught in the bear trap, that Oh, I was that part killed me. I'm like, no. Oh my god. I think that was the scariest part of the whole movie, honestly. I was like, oh no! And the way and the way he screams, Phil, like it just gets into your bones, and you're like, oh my god, this is brutal. It's like kind of flashback to the moment of of when his brother died, like when they get when he take his brother in the first one. Spoiler, yes, but yeah, with the truck, yeah, the the airplane, yeah, yeah, because yeah, so it's like. Those like it's just amazing how they're able to recreate. And it's, I mean, obviously he doesn't die, but yeah. Um, and I loved when uh, Emily Blunt goes back to that pharmacy and on her way yeah. there, she stops at the bridge and she leaves her wedding ring with the on the cross of where her really, kid died. I guess. Well, I guess that was the uh, as a nod for her husband. I get. Yeah, I, guess. I, I liked it. I mean, it's it's a nice like sentimental thing to do. Um, but I, I was more worried they were gonna try to like go ahead and create something with with. Mm. Uh, with him or the other guy, I can't think of his name, but uh, in the in the movie, um, a couple. But, uh, I would say a couple of things I didn't like. Um, I thought it was pretty obvious that the the kid and the baby were gonna get stuck in that little cold thing right there, yeah, like because there's a clear shot when they first go in uh, that the towel has to be down. Right. I was like, uh, you know, somebody's gonna get caught in there, but then they're gonna be fine, right? So that kind of was trademarked a little bit. Um, the i just want to say this before i forget the one the other nod about the rocket is when he's like going to buy groceries yes and they they like a quick shot of it that was perfect so good i didn't want to forget that because that was so good um yeah i i love i was like you know what you're you're a clever guy john krasinski i like you um because you're like no not the rocket yeah yeah it's like oh god that's gonna that's not gonna be good um but yeah i think that that would probably be my biggest complaint is that there was a couple of things that were just kind of telegraphed like like the the monster going onto the island too you kind of knew that was gonna happen um but otherwise i mean it's it's such um everything is mostly done with such precision that it's it's like wow give, give me the third one already like i don't know where this goes um do they try to get the the signal out to everybody somehow to broadcast the signal and that's how you take down the monsters do you have any idea of what the third one could be yeah one i guess like, you were talking about like like cons and stuff like at first when i first i'm like that's it but i think it's because i loved it so much like i think like after I, it set in for a little while i was like Oh, they're just—I mean, they're just—they—that's they, a perfect way to end it. Like, and that's no really drag out the ending. No, just end it. Boom. And that's how the first one ends. Let it sit there. And the the crazy. the first one ends in a similar manner when yeah. Emily Blunt gets the gun and she's ready to attack the monsters. Like, oh, nope. she's not going to do anything. We got to wait till the next one. So yeah, I, I think the ending fit just because that's similar yeah. to how the first one. I just um, think you're so involved, like you're wrapped. Like I said, like it takes you a while to snap back out into reality. Like you're in the movie. Yeah, in the, in the in the atmosphere of the movie, and then it's like so. At first, I was like kind of negative. I was like, 
that's it like that's it but then you're like well yeah then it kind of you know but that goes to the that that says a lot about how invested you were in the movie right like you want more you didn't want it to end and that's that's kind of like the best movies end that way where you want more um but But yeah like like, guarantee like it doesn't like one thing i love is like is there's so many avenues of it in the sense of like there's so much more you can do but if you didn't you're fine too because it's like you kind of can create your own understanding where they go and like you asked me yeah. like, what I thought like I don't know like because like you saw it kind of is like if if the throw if his if, if he has in his mind like three was what he was going to do you know it's like okay so she find out what's in the first one at the end like okay this is what I need to do to stop him then the girl's trying to make it to where it's broadcasted more so I would think now they the next step would be to try to get it to more people you know like exactly like, like, I think that has that- to be the, the logical next step I don't know how you do that. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's why I'm kind of like, do they go? Like, do they hear about something so they all go on a journey? And that's it's about like traveling through. Maybe. Like, is there some kind of remnant of a government there that they try to bring this to? Or I just don't want it to be something where because when you go from a small, by the way, I, apparently this is in New Jersey. Um, if they're that close to New York, I don't know of any place that looks like where they are. Um, that's just a nitpick for me. Um, but if you're, if you're going outside of New Jersey and you're trying to, you know, try to defeat all of the monsters, I'm not saying I worry about this because I think they're smart enough not to do it, to do it, but, but they don't make it like the hundred million dollar finale that has to be done where, you know, you have all these monsters coming around and there's a big war. Um, I don't think that'll happen but i'm just fascinated as how you wrap this up because i mean you can't it, it makes money trilogies are a thing so i don't think they leave it kind of where it is at two and i think it's hard too like well also because like you know you can make like i think that's the problem you mentioned it earlier about john wick is i think now they're just making too many of them like that's that's like, why I didn't like the last one. Like yeah, it's it was so campy. It's like just let's let's just oh John Wick. Let's just do what we can. To make one work. John Wick one and two. It's like okay, it's in yeah. New York. We're we're understanding more of the the continental. You're expanding the world in that sense, but it just got way too big. Like now he's a world traveler and he's going all over and he's recruiting these other people. Um, it got too big uh, in three. I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think for it's a quiet yeah. place. But at the same time, like, I'm open. Like, listen, two movies that they crushed. I have their, they have my trust. I think they're going to do a great job. Um, I'm just, I want, I want the third one. I want the, I think we'll get news any week now that the third one is already in development. Because, I I mean, I fully believe he has the script and everything. I mean, maybe not completed, but he has it for sure. Because this was supposed to be like, when everything shut down last year, I'm pretty sure this was going to be the next movie that was supposed to be released. So this was in the can for like a whole year. So I'm sure Krasinski and, and you know, his team have been working on a script for three because they know like, listen, there's no, there's no way in hell that this movie doesn't, doesn't make money. Like it's going to make money and you, you always want that trilogy. So to get the the money for the third one. Um, But yeah, I mean, total, total trust for me on, on, the, the ending here i just i just loved i loved i love killian murphy as the addition here like he he brought it he brought it like i, I would argue that this is yeah. his best film role besides Pe- peaky blinders which is a show but film wise i think that this this is his best work yeah he's, he's like i said i like him and everything so 
So big, big recommendations from, uh, and then we'll we'll do the wave. I don't think we did the spoiler thing for for Cruella. We just went into the next one. Yeah, where it ended, but yeah, this is you come back, come back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, big 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 thumbs up for Quiet Place Part Two. Great great movie. Definitely yeah, check it out in theaters. Perfect movie to come back to. Like I'm so glad that that was the movie that I got to like to start back the the theater run. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't know anyone who's on Par- who has a Paramount Plus subscription, but I'm pretty sure they announced that 45 days after release, it's going to be on Paramount Plus. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. That's I th- good. I think that's what it like. Mission Impossible is going to be that way too. Like oh, I think okay. uh, Top Gun is going to be that way. So they're kind of like doing their right. own version oh, of yeah. HBO Max, yeah. where it's day and date. But um, so I mean, listen, you don't have to see it in the theater. I think it would much benefit you, and also. Like, um, I mean, my theater was completely in sync with what was going on. There was no phones, anything like that. No noise. Everybody was locked into the screen. So that helps. But I mean, I think you could watch this movie at home if you're not yet comfortable going into the theater. I think if you wait 45 days, I mean, I, like I said, I don't know anybody who has Paramount Plus. I'm assuming you don't either, Phil. I actually like, have it because I have CBS. Oh, okay. That's the only reason I have it. Like, I would have... Like I, I do actually have, it, but um, I'll share it with my sister. But um, it's okay. only because it was all access, and I had that's why I had it. Um, all right, yeah. So I mean, listen, definitely, but definitely, you you don't want to miss this one. I think this is the first sure. major hit. Um, back in theaters, you, just just try to. If you're not comfortable, I understand it, but please try, support your local theater because, I mean, there was a time there last year where it was looking really bad for everybody. And it seems like the appetite for going back to the movies is there, which is great. Um, so please, please go back to the movies. Um, but that, yeah, that'll, I yeah. Say, I was going to say, I, just to add on to that, like, I don't want to see that go away. Like, I always want it to still be a part of that, like the theaters be a part. And because of streaming and stuff like that, and because of what HBO Max is doing and now, you know, everyone that's copying them. I, I have been worried, like, okay, we had this drought, like, are people just not going to go back? Like, so this year is going to be a real test. Do people, are people going back to the movies and are they, are they, or are they just used to streaming? Because yeah. um, well, that's I just, that's why I say go. Cause it's like, I still have the experience. Just, you can't beat it. So, but I mean, if this past weekend is any indication, I think people want to go to the movies, which is great. Great for us. Great for us, Phil, because uh, that, that movie theater experience, there's nothing like it. Yep. Right. Like there's, there's nothing like, that kind of community. But I want to thank you, Phil, for being on the first uh, episode of the relaunch on Picture Perfect. Um, anything you have to plug, plug away, my friend. Uh, just Twitter, Nightmare 10, if you want to know like instant reactions, anything. YouTube as well as Nightmare 10, um, which is right there or whatever. Both on Letterboxd. <laughs> we both got <laughs> the Letterboxd. Yeah, Letterboxd as well. Um, I try to, you know, like I'm not, I hate star ratings. So like if you see a star rating, like, dang, he rated this, this. And I'm like, it's just that's just what I go by. Like I, I usually just like I put like five minute thoughts into it and that's it. Like I know what about where I like if I hate the movie it's probably a two or less. If I liked it it's a three or higher. So yeah, go. I'm low key kind of. I've been addicted to Letterboxd. I, I look at all I the average that. ratings. I love it. I love it to, to organize what I've seen. Like it's so depressing actually to look back. Like I have and you think I think you're the one that I kind of like copy from. But like year and movie every movie I've seen in theaters, oh yeah seen total and then I see 2020. I mean, I know this movie, like, but it's like 2020 in theaters was two movies, Birds yeah. of Prey and, and Doolittle, and I was like, "This is like God, I'm, what a what a depressing list." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> we were the only ones I saw in theaters. Horrible. 
but 2020 will always be the worst year oh my god well i appreciate you coming on phil um we'll have to have you on again uh you you can find the show on twitter at pick perfect cast uh, on youtube picture perfect i teased it at the beginning um we have a major guest announcement um for the end of the month so we've got f9 coming out uh, in theaters, it's going to be a huge hit. It's it's actually already out overseas, which is crazy. That oh, almost that. Yeah. that almost never happens where it's out yeah, for like a whole month. Yeah, like a whole month ahead of the the North America here. But I can confirm, uh, we we have two co-hosts uh, for that day. But the big one that has been booked. Let me get the actual date here for the the show. So on June. 30th will be our F9 episode. The one and only Josh JTE Tapia from Schmozno and the Schmodown will be on the show. Super pumped about that. Josh seems like he's so ready to uh, talk about F9. So that'll be at the end of the month. I'm working on another big one that you might know from the Schmodown, the movie trivia Schmodown um, that could be happening towards the middle of the month. But yeah, super pumped to have JT on the show. Um, so yeah, uh, give this video a thumbs up, I guess. Uh, star rating on iTunes, on Spotify. We're pretty much available on all of the major podcast platforms. Um, follow the show at Pick Perfect Cast. I am at Bobby is Gross on Twitter. And we will see you next week for The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Uh, Phil, any any anticipation in that? Uh, I, I have a coworker that wants to uh, see that, so I actually I've never seen any of them, so I have to actually. Start oh, okay. Watching them. I have high hopes for this third one. I've heard mixed things. We'll see, but stay tuned for next week's. And thanks for listening and watching. Mm-hmm.